Hello and welcome to the For the Love podcast. I'm Kevin, he's Kevin, and this is the podcast where we cover all the sports. What an apocalyptic beginning to the return of sports with the Nats and the Yankees not even being able to finish their... What, six innings of baseball? Yeah, season? I got a solid six innings, saw the Yanks win, but is that a bit of an omen for you? I feel like it's I feel like it's 2020 in a handbag. That's what we got there. A little bit of, you know, you get you know, a little bit of your sport. We're like, yeah, sports are back. And they're like, here's a second wave. Small start. <laughs> couldn't quite get there. You know, I don't know. It's just, uh, I feel like it's par for the course this year. So glad to have it back. But man, it was... A, Bit of a gut punch at the same time. Right. I feel like it's just what it is. It's like, oh, wow. He's like, we've got COVID kind of under control. Like, you can go back to, like, semi-regular living. Actually, it's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not. Like, we're, it's going wild right now. And now we have no protection. It was, like, literally that. It was like, hey, look at Baseball can be this. And it's like, oh, actually, there's. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it with yesterday. That brings us to yesterday, or this weekend in this case. What uh, the biggest story in cycling was Annemiek van Vluten continues to tear it up. The current world champion won all three of the races in the Basque country. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the reality of it is, is like, this COVID thing has only affected... Like, it doesn't really affect the greats. You know what I mean? And You might be right about that. <laughs> like, great players are mentally always playing the sport. Mentally, they're physically doing as much as they possibly can. Yeah, when you look at the people that were right behind her on multiple races, Anna van der Breggen was on the podium, I believe. You had the big names were all there. But Annemiek... When you see she's won the three races here, she won. She happened to win the last race before the restart. She's the current world champion. She's obviously just, just she's the best in the world right now. Yeah, like, and I, it only makes sense that you you see this, but it is going to be interesting to see how this affects all sports. I mean, even when we move on to like, let's say, the baseball, we have pitchers who haven't been able to throw. Like, you're going to be able to throw in your house. No. Yeah, when you talk about the types of players that will be able to move on, not only will the great players, but I'm sure there's going to be in a sport like baseball, positions are going to have different effects. Are pitchers going to be more ready? Are batters going to be more ready? You have to think, like, pitching, they haven't been able to throw really. I mean, of course, outdoors is a lot better uh, for you. Like, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. You can social distance. You're only throwing a ball across the room, wash your hands. You're fine. So, I mean, but you can only throw so much. And, like, like Verlander has out for two weeks with arm soreness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before, like, how much of that has to do with COVID? Like, you see pitchers with soreness all the time, but one game and he's already out for a few weeks with arm strain. I mean, I, I think I, maybe that's a conversation about this, the way exactly with Anamique. It's like he's unbelievable, the best of best athletes have been doing everything. Maybe Verlander wasn't going crazy, getting ready. They thought, oh, you know what? Now we know what's going to start. Uh, or a general area of like, maybe we're having a conversation of everything getting started. Now I'm going to get back into shape. And realistically, 
usually this is a year-round thing when you're a professional athlete. He is older as well. That might have something to do yeah. with why it is. Because I'd be surprised if Verlander wasn't like fully prepared. He seems that kind of guy. But I think in pitchers in general might struggle a bit. I know watching every time I turn my head, the big names, like you were saying, the stars were jacking home runs out of the park. Like Trout, Harper, Ozuna, that uh, Giancarlo Stanton home run, that must have gone, <laughs> that was out of the stratosphere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I feel like everything was coming over the plate a little bit slow, and these guys who are your, you know, your big hitters are going to be hitting these slower pitches because it's easier to train, I feel like, those those things. So these guys who've been hitting big hits are ready. They're just swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging. They're ready when it gets. Yeah, I think there's something to be said that hitting out of a from a pitching machine, hitting into a net is a more accurate representation of the game than yeah. just pitching into a net where you're not seeing the immediate feedback. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if you were like when it comes down to arm soreness, like maybe you were doing you know ten pitches. Then you're like 20, 30, or 40. You're like, okay, that's good. Like, we're hitting, you know, we're throwing, not saying not 40, but you're saying 30 pitches every, you know, week or something to get ready. But, like, how many weeks did you start early? All right, that's a lot of, that's a lot of time. Yeah, there was such, such unknown. I'm sure there was, especially with pitchers where it's not just, how long you start, but you can't start too early. It's always like, I need yeah. to start six weeks before I start. <laughs> but if you don't know when you're supposed to start, how do you plan that? Exactly. Right. So, I mean, like maybe the load wasn't right. And then the load management said this was too much, you know, and that's, it sucks. I mean, you're going to take your time. You're going to rest. You're going to get healthy and you're going to come back. But I feel like after two weeks, are you going to be ready again? Yeah. Um, the good thing here is that he now knows that in two weeks, that's when his next start is. So that's a little bit more, uh, he can maybe glide into his rhythm, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, the MLB wasn't the only sport that started this week. Uh, the WNBA saw its opening weekend, including the opening weekend of rookie Sabrina Ionescu. What did you think? Oh, man, I did not get to see much of her play, but a little the highlights. I'm excited to see her grow as an athlete. Well, yeah, she obviously wasn't the best. Well, part of it was she was playing the scabs. They are probably the favorites coming in this yeah. week. She wasn't the best player on the court, but yeah. you can see the flashes of talent. Yeah, are there. Like, I mean, it's only going to be time will tell, but I feel like the way she's worked in college and the way the game kind of plays, it's she just needs time, right? Like, once again, COVID, like maybe if you gave her the proper run up, <laughs> yeah, would she be like ready to go better than now? But the flashes that were there, she's going to be an exciting player. So you mentioned the COVID. I think that's going to affect rookies <laughs> in all sports. Exactly. Like right. when we see what is Joe Burrow going to be like? What is I feel for him? Yeah. What are all these rookies going to be like? But there were talent like that. Uh, the play, I think it was in the third quarter where she just. Went right, went left, pulled up, and hit that maybe 16-footer or something like that. You saw that talent. We were like, damn. If she can do that all the time, she won't be able to be stopped. Yeah, and I, I feel like uh, it's it's a really cool thing because you get to see a, a rookie dealing with this. So, But maybe even the talent that they're playing against isn't up to snuff either. So maybe she's a, she's growing as well, but maybe we'll see her grow faster 
then you'll see like the bottom end talent kind of coming up, right? Absolutely. They ex- they know what to expect mentally, but when physically, when you're asking your body to do what her body can do, there's a there's a gap, right? Before we move on to events off the fields and courts, I did want to just shout out Monique Billings. She was the best player on the court in that game. Oh, yeah. I I think she averaged five and a half points last year, so I don't know if we can see this. Uh, but that thir- not only was it 30 points, but she was making steals. She was getting rebounds. I think she had 13 rebounds to go with her 30 points. Just complete domination. Yeah, like, I'm, I mean, that's, I feel like this is what we're going to see. A bunch of people who worked their butt off during COVID. And there may not have been the best player, but, like, that work ethic, that those, like, dudes and women who put in that work that they're above everyone else like they're going to shine through before everyone else does and then everything will catch up right yeah so so we can't let this segment end without talking about the seattle kraken what were your impressions oh man i loved every second of it the dive in the the stormy sea like kind of like set up the video for it all is very very cool i like the colors I love the logo, uh, the little red eye, and then putting the highlights on the jersey. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, I know you're not a fan of blue. Yeah, we discovered that as we talked through. Apparently, I just don't like blue jerseys, but I do think the logo is pretty good. The Kraken name could be fun. But yeah. uh, I I would say it's it's a middling grade for me. I'd give it C plus B minus myself. Yeah, I mean I would. It's a jersey that I'm interested in having. I'm a big fan of that like tealy, like greeny blue. <laughs> like looks like the ocean. I like that. I was hoping for a little bit of that Seattle lime green. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I mean they can't all be lime green, right? You know what I mean? It's and plus it, then it would probably cross over with that team we found. The Baltimore Kraken and their lime green blue. I'm like, that's <laughs> that is a good point. That was a nice, fun discovery in our research. Right. The Baltimore Kraken. I think it's a soccer team. We like didn't actually team. do that much research. <laughs> but they're they're exactly the color scheme that you were thinking of, and I'm like, oh well, I guess they couldn't use it. <laughs> but that was it. I mean, it's a really cool team, and I think a lot of people. Uh, are on board and a really cool thing is that all their like merch not jerseys but like uh, a lot of their t-shirts and stuff like that you can get your hands on them right now and it a lot of their um, proceeds go to charity like almost all of it so it's pretty crazy thing yeah they're doing good stuff right off the start all right we'll be back in a second talking about watching sports in this very strange era So now let's get into watching sports in a COVID, an age of COVID, which is, I mean, very, very weird. We have some teams that are making cutouts of their top fans, which is a very weird thing to see. Sometimes they have a CGI fans where it looks like FIFA 91. Yeah, I've heard about this Fox thing where they're going to be like fans are going to be doing the waves. Man, it's going to be so weird. Like. I get, like, it. it is, like, you're watching sports, right? You want it to be visually appealing. But, I mean, the, it's empty. Like, who cares? It, I like what the 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 Net Mets did, or Nets. Uh, they did a great job of um, making those little cutouts. Other fans, these are people who are paying the tickets 
like they've always been supporting like doing cutouts it's kind of a funny thing you look back you can see all the different fans and their hats and their gear yeah a way to get fan engagement in this setup where there's just less fan engagement by default right so like there's something and you understand a little bit of why it's there it's kind of funny um, but this, like a weird CGI fans doing the wave and stuff, it's not going to make it visually yeah, I didn't, more appealing. Like Of all the, the games sports. I watched, I didn't actually see a CGI fan, so I've only seen like the yeah. prepared highlights, so you don't necessarily get a sense of how it affects the atmosphere. Yeah. I did watch a bunch of games. The Dodgers also had those kind of plastic fans with the pictures set up. Yeah. And it was alright, like, you, it makes the, I think, if you had, especially from the behind the picture camera, yeah. those seats need to be filled, because otherwise the empty seats just make it look strange, like yeah. you're watching a Florida Marlins game or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's rare. I mean, I think the the reality of of what it is, like, it is cool to see something being done, and especially for these fans that have given everything to your team like the, those seats cost a fortune yeah you know what i mean and but in baseball they're full like it's not like uh a miami heat game when they were uh, out of control and it was just like empty seats it gets the- filled somewhere around the middle of the third quarter <laughs> right and- when someone sneaks down like yeah or like they finally show up to their seat because they were out partying and they don't really care about the, the basketball like you're actually getting real crazy fans for that and it's kind of sucks to not see them full of people but to give something back to the fans makes a lot of sense to me also the so it wasn't just visuals there's also the sound did you watch any games with the artificial crowd noise pumped in no i did not hear any artificial crowd noise and i i don't i get the science behind it like it's like the same laughing uh, you know, laugh tracks so that you think something's funnier. Like, sure, cheering. Now you'll be more excited, I guess. So you feel a little more energy. Yeah, we've both played the various sports franchises video games for years. So we have basic concept with the artificial crowd noise. Right, like there's no doubt that it's definitely going to help. But I, it's kind of weird. It's It's kind of a weird thing to like try to make them more fun by making someone fake yell. To me, it worked until it didn't work, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, the the number one event, I think it was Friday's game, the Dodgers-Angels, Dodgers I think it was, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, Castro hit a home run in the ninth inning to tie the game up. Yeah. That normally would be a huge moment, and... Eventually, like, they raised the crowd noise, but it took a second, and it immediately threw you off. Oh. And then it kept me out of it for, like, the next inning and a half. Like, for the rest of that inning, you notice, like, the next single that hit. You're like, did that sound the way it should have sounded? Or that happy? Like, it's like... Because there was clearly an attempt to raise the crowd noise when something big happened, and lower it, and murmur, and all that stuff. Yeah. So maybe they'll get better at it, but I have to say, the second where it didn't quite match the action, that's when it stood out for me. Got you. And do you think that you would enjoy it? You enjoyed it better than if it were to be complete? That's I don't really have a comparison. My thought is that they should have just kept it, kept it neutral, kept it with no extra pumped-in sound. No. Because I did wasn't thinking about the crowd noise before that moment, and it wasn't until I noticed. 
that didn't fit, that suddenly I was, well, that was wrong. Like, would I have noticed if they just had no crowd noise the whole way through? I think I wouldn't have had that thought. I feel like I kind of like, I feel like I turn off the sound on a lot of my sports things just with my kids kind of going wild. Like, so I'm like, the sports are a lot quieter, so I don't even notice. Like, so it's kind of a, like, to me, I'm like, if it wasn't sound, I I wouldn't really notice. I'd be able to do something else for sound in the middle. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty common. We mute, especially with baseball, baseball yeah. season. I mean, this season won't be so long, but in ge- usually it's so, so long, long yeah. that a lot of times baseball is simply the background yeah. sport. So... If my opinion, you'd probably go without crowd noise, but also they're going to have a lot of practice, so maybe they'll yeah, get pretty good at it. If it's dialed in, like then maybe that's exactly what you're looking for. Um, also, uh, but, I mean, CGI fans, is, you kind of have anything on that? I mean, we play video games. Like, yeah, it's the same concept. I'm sure these video game people are the same people. Well, exactly. I mean, they that's a reason in the NFL they have the camera that's in the middle of the field now that watches. Yes, exactly that's entirely like because of video games. Yeah, because like, it, it gives the Madden feel, and the Madden feel is very dramatic while you're watching the sport. You do feel a little bit of being there, not controlling it, but you feel like you're way more in the game than you were before because of Madden. So, yeah. like, like CGI fans, is that in your head, is that, like, a, like that's going to be, like, cool? Like, I never really notice the fans in the background in those games. Like, I kind of just blur them out. So, in my head, I'm like, sure. But that's a lot of what we I want, think? is we just want to be able to watch sports and not notice the fans. Yeah, exactly, right? So. Uh, before we move on, I did want to talk about... Um, Conti Alati, the bio- what ended up being the last event of the biathlon season. Now, this was a few months ago. No. Before, like, after COVID happened, but before everybody just canceled COVID. Because, to me, it's a preview of what might happen as we get into the championship games. Yeah. Because what you had in this situation was, say, for example, Martin Fourcade, one of the all-time great biathletes, won his final race... Happened to be 10 years to the day since he won his first race. Yeah. And he had announced before this event had started that he was going to retire after this. And then to make matters just even better, he won the race. And he won it by enough margin that he was able to come down the finishing straight all by himself. And there were no fans. (laughs) So it was just... So rather than like the big wave to the fans, the whole finishing straight, it was just like a quick wave to the VIP section. Yeah. And a lot of it was carried by the announcers, like trying to give you a sense of the momentous occasion that this was. Yeah. I mean, I feel like right now that I didn't even think about this is that we need to, you're going to see the bad announcers really suffer and the good announcers in themselves into the like someone who can really give you that like you're gonna be watching the Spanish network version of this so you can hear that guy (laughs) lose his marble like you want that now you don't want a guy who's like and then and he passes here and they pass back and they go to this and they go to that like you need you need the lightning 
this guy losing his marbles when it's over the top and the the lows of down below. You know? But it also has to be genuine with the moment because yeah. I could see just play uh, sorry announcers just being ecstatic trying to make up for the fans when it really yeah. doesn't fit, it, and that yeah. might also take. But you. I think that's where you're going to see like that separation of talent, right? Where like now we have announcers who've been sitting back making their chatter, being the guy who's this, but like now in this age of COVID, you have to be. On the spot, Johnny on the spot, energy when you need energy, low when it's low, and know that you're solo in a booth. You yeah, know? I think you're absolutely right about that. Let's, uh, when we come back, we'll be talking NBA restart. Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of a shortened NBA thing. We got to get back to work. Uh, and it's our first one back, so we're a little bit slow. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, a little bit about life in the bubble, which is a very cool thing kind of in this COVID era to separate these players for a shortened period of time. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going more bubble than the NBA. Right, like they have their own, like, and it kind of felt like the 2K games where it's like, you know, here's the barber shop. And <laughs> I hadn't thought the, of that. You know, it's like this little... It's own little area, and you run around. And you're dribbling the ball everywhere, you know. But it 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 was very, very, very cool, kind of to see it kind of all come up. And now that it's all going, it's running really, really cool. But of course, you're gonna have a little bit of problems with all these personalities. So yeah, I think the biggest story so far was Lou Williams and his well he, excused absence from the bubble. Yeah, he got excused absence. He had a funeral. He lost a family member, of course. But like. They, they made sure they have everything in place. But Lou Williams decides while he's out, he'd make a stopover in Atlanta at Magic City, which is a strip club. I So now you have to lock him down for, I don't know, two weeks for sure. Ten days is apparent. So it would have been four days. Like if they, the plan is if they have an excused absence and they follow the rules, they're gone for four days. Yeah. But if they don't follow the rules... There's a special committee that decides when players need to be quarantined for 10 days. Okay. And that's what they've decided in Lou Williams' case. Yeah, and I mean, that only makes sense. I, I don't know, like, the thought process. But, I mean, hey, like, I get it. You, you're you a basketball player of some clout, some a, a rapper asks you to go out. You're like, sure, why not? But, I mean, it's a pandemic, man. Like, you're getting paid for this very specific thing. Just do that. Yeah. I do think this is a situation where the headline sounds worse Earth, than the yeah. actual story. Yeah. Because when you look into it deeper, he was wearing a mask the whole time. So it is kind of funny that it was a strip club, but it appears that he was, he wanted some dinner and this was a place that he felt comfortable. So, but he is, it, they did decide that he's going to have to sit out the full 10, 10 day extra quarantine time. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they don't, I mean, the bubble was only going to make sense. I mean, you have like players who don't want to wear masks. You have James Harden who was wearing a, you know, a police, uh, a Blue Lives Matter like a uh, mask, but he didn't realize it was a Blue Lives Matter mask. Oh, I didn't see that cool. at all. Yeah, like it was just like there's all these little things that were just kind of like, oh my gosh, it's just so many weird little stories. 
that like hey they don't really matter like I'm let's get down can't here. possibly work for James Harden right that's like uh, when COVID first happened everybody was talking about how beards don't work is there anybody who has a less COVID appropriate beard than James Harden I feel like he's gotta like actually like shave it all off and then put the mask on and then only wear the mask always <laughs> and then like the mask is longer so it looks like a beard yeah <laughs> but I don't know um but I mean. I feel like we should probably talk a little bit about LeBron James in this because this is everyone I feel like is talking about his last run. And I'm putting air quotes out there last run because you're talking about LeBron James going from the best player on his team to the second best player on a team. That will be the eventual transit. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Maybe that's what people are going for is, is this LeBron's final chance as the guy. I mean, like, you gotta think, like, the, his future, if he decides to play for another seven years, has a exponentially large chances of winning. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> this is not LeBron. Anyone saying this is LeBron's last chance to win a championship isn't thinking this through. I feel like they're being facetious, right? Like, it's just like, oh, like, be afraid. Like, you'll never get a LeBron James <laughs> game again where he's very, very good. And I think that's very weird. But LeBron James, when he stepped on the court, he looked really, really good. Uh, the rest of his team, I feel like I think you get to see a little bit about wh why LeBron James is the best. <laughs> yeah. I think, like... No more this bubble situation, everything around this just highlights how big a deal LeBron James is. Yeah, like, I mean, especially on his own team, like, he does have Anthony Davis, who is obviously a phenomenal basketball player, but I feel like, it, like, name it's another player who's solid. It's all right about now. LeBron James, there's <laughs> right? no doubt about it. Like, it's, like, Anthony Davis is ready for this and ready to go, but, like, I feel like everyone else is either out of their prime or just being a, a like, just not ready to go right now, which is not a surprise. Like, they're just along for the ride, it feels like. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody is more motivated than LeBron James. <laughs> Bringing it all the way back to how we started today. Exactly, right? Like, the greats are ready to go, and that's the reality of it. And I'm very excited to see this LeBron James uh, team, like, like be drugged through hell and high water by LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Can't wait. Sports are back. It's great. Mm -hmm. We're back. Here we go. Talk to Can't you tomorrow. Wait to have you come along with us. <laughs>